states like these and their terrorist allies constitute an axis of evil. Not merely peace in our time, but peace in all time. Continued cooperation for world peace. All those who have fought against oppression. This country deserves a break from politics and a permanent break. Talking about My first question, who are you and what is your background? I'm a member of parliament in Ukraine, representing the opposition party, a liberal pro-European party, Holos. Been a member of parliament for two and a half years now. Uh, before doing that, I, uh, well, I'm actually teaching political science in the university, which as of now seems to be making very little sense, frankly speaking. Uh, I did serve as the first Deputy Minister of Education and Science in 2014-2016. Um, actually, just for your audience, uh, I'm a graduate of Lund University. So uh, I do feel uh, great love and uh, passion for Swedish uh, universities and, well, Swedish society. So uh, that's uh, myself. And uh, where where are you right now and what is the situa- situation like where you are? So I'm in uh, Kiev. I've been here from the first day of war. The situation, frankly speaking, is very tense. And uh, we do hear explosions uh, from time to time. Uh, we don't know whether that is the air defense system working or uh, the Russians hitting the, the targets here in Kiev. The Kiev is pretty much under siege. They are trying to come over from several directions closer to the city. So uh, we are feeling that, um, yeah, they are getting closer. But I think that the situation in Kyiv is actually uh, better than in many other cities all over Ukraine. Because in Kharkiv, uh, what is happening there is just terrible. Uh, Kharkiv is the second largest city in Ukraine. It's my native city. I grew up there. I went to school there. And I'm just seeing their bombs exploding, falling on, on the heads of the people. I can't even imagine the exact number of casualties over there, uh, but uh, the situation in Kharkiv is just terrible. And then they did manage to take ground uh, some work in, in, in the regions to the south, particularly in the cities of Kherson and Melitopol. They uh, did capture those cities and uh, claimed that they control those. So that is uh, the situation as it is uh, for now, for Friday. Yeah, and we, we've seen a lot of reports which you mentioned about uh, the Russian armed forces committing war crimes, uh, for example, indiscriminate bombing of civilian residential areas. Uh, do you have anything to add to this reporting, uh, given your situation right now in Kiev? Well, uh, it's not so much from Kiev, but from all other uh, regions of Ukraine. They are just uh, bombing the cities. So like in Chernihiv, just yesterday evening, they blew up a whole residential building. Like there is nothing left from a nine-floor nine building. Uh, there was a building yesterday, and now it's completely gone. And the recent uh, number of casualties is 49. 49 people killed in one explosion of a missile in a peaceful city of Chernihiv. Uh, today in the morning, uh, the missile hit the city of Zhitomyr, which is um, 100 kilometers west of uh, of Kiev. So uh, that is uh, true. Uh, so, so they're just, uh, you know, firing missiles uh, from air. And then uh, if they can't get uh, the city with a missile, they're just uh, getting closer and they're just uh, shelling it uh, from, from the ground, like they're doing to Kharkiv, or from the sea, like they're doing to Mariupol. 
uh, they are, uh, whenever they are saying that they do not uh, target the civilians, uh, that is just a lie. They have been targeted in hospitals, they have been targeting the uh, the villages, they have been targeting the residential buildings, uh, schools, um, everything else. And what is worse, they also starting to use the weapons, which is, well, uh, undeniably um, inhumane and uh, is actually forbidden, like the vacuum bombs. We do have reports of vacuum bombs being used in eastern Ukraine. So uh, that is just uh, unbelievable this is actually happening, but it is. Uh, they are doing that, and they're killing civilians in thousands right now. It is It is horrific. Um, you know, all around the world, you know, people, people in Sweden, people elsewhere have been struck by how, how bravely Ukrainian people are fighting for your freedom, your democracy, and your human rights. Could you tell us a bit more about the current sentiment among the Ukrainian people? I think it's twofold. On the one hand, everyone is extremely resolute to continue fighting, to continue uh, this resistance against the Russians. Uh, and uh, uh, after the first two days of fear, right now the general feeling is this, that we have to fight back and uh, we have to keep calm and focused on our goals uh, so that we shall be able to uh, get our country back. So there is, on the one hand, this extreme focus and this feeling of, of you know, staying focused and doing uh, whatever everyone is doing right now. On the other hand, there is this extreme frustration with Western response. People are extremely frustrated, they're extremely angry uh, that we are being left alone to deal with this dictator who is actually threatening the whole of the world. Uh, we feel that we are alone uh, fighting against him. And And what can we... In Sweden, do then, in, and in other countries in Europe and elsewhere, what can we do to support you in your struggle for your democracy, your freedom, and your human rights? And our lives, actually, uh, because uh, that is uh, what we are fighting for just staying alive. Uh, we're asking for three things from uh, the world, from the West, particularly. First of all, please do continue to support our army. Everything that we are getting is being put to good use. Uh, but we do need more. We need more weapon. We need more uh, protective weapon. We do need uh, assault weapon. We do need to fight back and we need uh, the technology in order to do that. We are asking for more strict sanctions against the Russians. I'm sorry, but the rollout of the sanctions is so slow. It doesn't come even close to the rollout of the Russians troops uh, on the territory of Ukraine. It's a shame that up till now, the European Union didn't make a decision to, to uh, completely uh, ban any trade with Russia. So uh, I don't understand why after they have been using vacuum bombs in, in uh, on peaceful cities, uh, it is still acceptable for someone to trade with Russia. Every single euro being sent to Russia right now is being used to buy weapons with which they're killing our children. So I do not understand how the West can pretend that the sanctions that have been uh, introduced so far are enough. It's not nearly enough. We do need the sanctions that will destroy Russian economy completely so that Russia would not have the money to sustain this war it launched upon our heads. And the third thing we are asking, and uh, for some reason that uh, turned into this big debate in, um, in, in the West, but we are in our right to ask for that, which is a no-fly zone over Ukraine. And the enemy is using, again, vacuum bombs. They are bombing the hospitals. They are bombing the, uh, the civilian uh, residential areas. 
And we are hearing the excuses why we cannot uh, establish a no-fly zone over Ukraine. And that is just unacceptable because in 1994, Ukraine did give up its nuclear weapon arsenal in exchange for assurances from the West that we shall be getting support in case someone threatens us. We were getting security assurances from the United Kingdom, from the United States, uh, well, and from Russia, but that is a completely different story. And now when we are being under attack, when our people are being killed, we're hearing excuses that apparently uh, they don't want to get involved. So yes, we are extremely frustrated. We do believe that is a betrayal uh, of all the values that the West proclaims so dear. Uh, and uh, we do feel left alone because of that. That is why we're asking for no-fly zone. We're asking for uh, fighter jets uh, uh, in order to be able to protect uh, our cities, our villages from air. We are not asking for troops on the ground. We can manage that. Ukrainian army has been so strong and so resilient, but it's really difficult to uh, fight on the ground while the enemy is just, uh, f uh, you know, throwing bombs on our heads and on our children and on our civilians. Ina, thank you for so thank you so much for taking the time for this interview, uh, and 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 our solidarity goes out to you and to the Ukrainian people, and and thank you for teaching us that you know freedom, democracy, human rights. And people's lives are worth fighting for. And uh, I think I'm very sure that your message will be heard loud and clear by our listeners. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. I hope that does help.